Hi there. Since you're already online, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you love listening to Goop Tales and you haven't yet done so, I would love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Just visit gooptales.com forward slash review and you will be redirected right to Goop Tales podcast page on Apple. A one-star review means you don't really like us, which probably you shouldn't listen then. And a five-star means you love us and will make us really, really happy. And while you're there, don't forget to press the subscribe button, and that way you'll never miss a new episode. In the last tale of Goop Tales, we met Monia, a very curious little goop girl who loves history, also loves to moan when things don't go her way. And during the lightning storm, Monia got sent back in time to the Pyramid of the Moon in Mexico, where she met her great, 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 great grandfather, who helped her navigate the winding corridors of the pyramid and battle against an opposing wind force. Fortunately, Monia was able to stop moaning and find a very special carving in the pyramid, which took her back home. She was so excited to tell her friend Know-It-All about the pyramid, but he was in Tanjung Putin National Park in Indonesia. Keep listening to find out how he got there and how he's planning to get back home. Goop Tales, episode 87, Know-It-All and the Indonesian False Garial. Young Know-It-All was such a gregarious boy. He was always ready to cut up and enjoy. For a day of laughs and fun, Know-It-All was definitely the one. But oh, beware. He tends to know a lot, so much that when he talks, you may exit in a trot. Welcome to Goop Tales. My name is Maria Kalanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. If you're new here, I've been creating these children-inspired short audio stories since 2016 as a way to help the little ones tap into their imagination without the aid of screens. If you have a curious mind and want to discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries and fascinating animals, you are in the right place. Today's story was inspired by Bennett, who came up with the name Know-It-All, and he summarized it in a very succinct message, saying, if another goop finds something out, he yells out, I know that already. Thanks, Bennett, for the idea of Know-It-All, 
I love it. And I think we've all experienced a know-it-all in our lives. Hopefully, you won't mind that I made a couple twists and turns along the way with know-it-all, and you'll love him in this story. To see our drawing for know-it-all and all of the other goops, just go to gooptales.com. And if you want to see know-it-all specifically and see all of the images, the real photos that inspired know-it-all and the Indonesian false gariol, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 87. That's eight seven. If you've already sent a goop idea for a story, have written a review, or even sent us an email, listen until the end to see if you receive a shout out. Chapter One. Once upon a time, there was a very gregarious and outgoing goop boy named Know-It-All. Know-It-All loved to make new friends and was very good at giving compliments, which endeared him to so many of the goops. Oh, very vain. Your hair is sparkling today, he would say during Miss Wigglebutt's class. Bragger, I have never seen a better pickleball player. You are quite skilled. Why, thank you, I am indeed, replied Bragger. Know-it-all had no shortage of friends. He was also very well learned. He loved to read and paid close attention in all of Miss Wigglebutt's classes. Whenever he heard something especially interesting, he would write it down in his little notebook. Know-it-all wore a pair of glasses that he believed added to his overall sense of intelligence. Class, did you know that caterpillars have 12 eyes? Said Miss Wigglebutt. Upon hearing this, most of the class oohed and awed. But know-it-all just smiled to himself and thought, of course I knew that. Know-it-all knew a lot, and he was very proud of it. Sometimes he was too proud of it, to the point where it annoyed the other goops. He would often raise his hand and wave it wildly in Miss Wigglebutt's class when she asked questions like, Does anyone know what a tiger's skin looks like? Most of the class thought this was a trick question, but not know-it-all. I know, I know. A tiger's skin is striped just like its fur, Know-It-All bellowed out proudly. Anoya, who was sitting behind Know-It-All, just rolled her eyes in complete annoyance and looked at Sarcasta, who mumbled, he knows everything. Then they both burst into fits of giggles. Now, now, class, pay attention. Yes, you are correct, Know-It-All. A tiger has striped skin just like its fur. Let's try another fun question, shall we? What is the correct word to call a group of frogs? Asked Miss Wigglebutt. 
Once again, Know-It-All waved his hand wildly as Miss Wigglebutt scanned the rest of the class looking for any takers. Sarcasta raised her hand. Yes, Sarcasta, said Miss Wigglebutt with eager anticipation. Frogs, said Sarcasta as she burst out laughing. (laughs) Miss Wigglebutt was not amused. So she called on Know-It-All, who was now standing on his desk, waving his arms. An army, a group of frogs is called an army, said Know-It-All proudly as he adjusted his glasses. That is correct, sighed Miss Wigglebutt. Know-It-All was close friends with Impatienta, who always appreciated his knowledge. Impatienta didn't like to wait for anything. So she was always happy when Know-It-All quickly came up with answers and information. She loved it when he helped her with her homework because she finished it so fast, thanks to Know-It-All's wealth of knowledge. One afternoon, right after school let out, Impatienta and Know-It-All headed for the most magical library in Goop World. It was a large library with rows upon rows of books neatly arranged by subject. Each subject had its own section, and each section was surrounded by wood shelves filled with books and arched doorways that led into them. Tall, ornate windows streamed light into the library, and the moment you entered, you felt as if anything could happen. It was one of Know-It-All's favorite places. It was a place where he felt at home and gathered his knowledge. On this particular day, Impatienta followed him to the library because she needed information for a report she was doing on favorite foods. Okay, I just need to find out a few things and then I'm leaving said Impatienta quickly. Okay, well, what do you need to know? I'm sure I know it already, replied Know-It-All proudly. Impatienta smiled and said, First, I need to know why apples float, even though they're solid. Easy. They are 25% air, smirked Know-It-All. Impatienta quickly wrote this down. She didn't have time to waste. Okay, now I need to know which has more protein. Broccoli or steak? Broccoli, of course, smiled Know-It-All. Impatienta was impressed and very pleased that she was gathering so much information so quickly. Okay, now I need to know something fun about food. Just fun and interesting to make my report a little bit better, she said. What can you tell me? Well... There are so many things that I could tell you, but let me just close my eyes for a minute and scan my brain. I know I will find something you like, said Know-It-All. He stood very still and closed his eyes, and then Know-It-All scanned his brain up and down the rows upon rows of knowledge he held in his head. It took only five seconds before he popped open his eyes and said excitedly, Did you know that a jar of Nutella is sold every 2.5 seconds? I didn't, but that is exactly what I was looking for, said Impatienta. 
as she quickly wrote down this little factoid. What else do you want to know? Asked Know-it-all as his eyes lit up. He was just getting started. I have heard that there is a tree called the idiot fruit. Where is it from? Said Impatienta as she looked at him expectedly. Know-it-all was stumped. He didn't know the answer, so he blurted out, Indonesia, with all the confidence he could muster. At this moment, Impatienta and Know-it-all were standing in the geography section. A large atlas floated down from one of the shelves, flipping pages as it descended. Then it stopped right in front of Know-it-all and opened wide, positioned itself upright, and snapped shut right on him. Chapter 2 Know-it-all instantly felt himself being smashed as flat as a pancake. Squish, 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 he went as he clutched his notebook. The book spun round and round, and Know-it-all was unable to move anything but his eyeballs. He rolled his eyes around in his head and was able to read a bit of the pages that he was smashed between. Tanjung Pudin National Park is a park in Indonesia famous for its orangutan conservation. The word orangutan means person of the forest. Hm, I knew that, thought Know-it-all to himself. He immediately felt the book press on him a little more. Know-it-all then thought, well, maybe I didn't know that, and continued to read. Their long arms and feet allow them to grasp branches, meaning they travel with ease through the forest canopy. As orangutans open up the forest canopy by breaking off branches and creating gaps, this lets light reach the forest floor, which helps the forest to regenerate naturally. Orangutans make and sleep in a new nest each night? Hmm, this is so interesting. I didn't know they made new nests every night, thought Know-it-all. Instantaneously, the book flew open and Know-it-all popped out and landed on a mossy earth floor. He stood up and looked around to find himself in a lush jungle forest. Pulling out his notebook, he wrote, Tanjung Putin National Park, Indonesia, just as it was mentioned in the book that had trapped him. This is a sight to behold, he thought, as he began to wander through the jungle. Know-it-all could hear a gentle river through the foliage. He closed his eyes for a moment and scanned his brain. Sek, Sekanyar, that's it, he exclaimed, giving himself a mental pat on the back. This must be the Sekanyar River. He gazed at the river, admiring its beauty, as well as mentally congratulating himself on remembering its name. His thoughts were interrupted by a ripple coming from beneath the water. Know-it-all watched as a narrow brown and green stick bobbed 
in and out of the water. Hmm, that's odd, he thought to himself. There was something about the stick that didn't look quite right, but he wasn't sure what it was. Then he turned and headed back into the jungle area. He didn't see the translucent green eyes with the black vertical stripe attached to the stick. They followed him closely as he walked back into the jungle. Know-it-all looked up at the canopy of trees above him. There was so much green foliage everywhere. Deep green trees that spread out lazily above him with large, thick leaves blocking the sun. It was lovely and felt like some sort of magical fantasy land. He listened as birds of all types chattered above him. Looking up, he saw a funny-looking bird with a large pointed beak and what looked to be another beak stuck on top of it. Know-it-all closed his eyes and scanned his brain again. Up and down he went, scrolling through images of birds. And then he found it. A hornbill, he announced as he opened his eyes. Oh, yes, there are loads of hornbills here, said an orangutan standing right in front of him. Know-it-all was so stunned that he jumped backwards. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to scare you, said the orangutan. I admit I was surprised. You're an orangutan and I know it all. Now it was the orangutan's turn to be surprised. I am an orangutan, but you can't possibly know it all, he said. Know it all immediately began to laugh. <laughs> That's my name, know it all. And although I don't know it all, I do know an awful lot. But I don't know your name, Bayou. It means wind. In case you didn't know that, said the orangutan with a twinkle in his eye. I didn't know that, said Know-it-all. It's because I can move like the wind in the trees, he said as he pointed upwards. I have no doubt, said Know-it-all. As he remembered his studies on how orangutans could fly through trees with their super long arms and curled hands and feet, that could grip branches and vines. Come, I will show you the park, said Bayou. Tianjung Putin National Park? Asked Know-it-all, knowing that he was correct. He had just read about it in the book that smashed him after all. Yes, that is correct. I'm impressed. Apparently you do know a lot, said Bayou. Know-it-all smiled, but didn't reveal his source. There is only one thing to be aware of as we travel through the park. You must not let a false gharial catch sight of you, said Bayou. Oh, a what? spurted out Know-it-all, slightly annoyed because he had no idea what Bayou was talking about. A false gharial. They are freshwater crocodilians from the crocodile family. They lurk in the river. And if they know you're here, 
Well, it wouldn't be good, said Bayou in an ominous tone. Chapter 3 Know-it-all silently listened to Bayou until he was done speaking. Oh, that isn't a problem. I know that a false Gariel didn't see me, he said with wavering confidence. Okay, as long as you weren't near the river, you should be good, responded Bayou. Know-it-all thought for a moment, and then he said, come on. Show me this amazing park. Come, said Bayou. And he scooped up Know-it-all with one swipe of his giant arm and put him on his shoulder. Hang tight, he laughed. Then Bayou reached up for a low tree branch and before he knew what was happening, Know-it-all was flying through the air of Tanjung Putin Park. It was like nothing he had ever experienced before. Bayou was a ballet dancer in the trees. His large, long limbs reached out from branch to vine with absolute grace, and they literally sailed across the jungle. It was better than any roller coaster ride or water slide. Wahoo! Know-it-all yelped. If only Impatienta could see me now, she wouldn't believe it. After some time, Bayou landed on a thick branch of a very tall tree by the side of the Sikhanyar River. Time for a rest and time to meet my family, he said. Just then, a large female orangutan swung down and landed right in front of them. There was a barely visible baby clinging to her. They seemed to blend together. Ah, Auntie Ratu, meet my new friend, Know-it-all, said Bayou. Auntie Ratu looked Know-it-all up and down and gave a little nod. She didn't say anything. Then her baby hopped from her shoulder and slid over toward Know-it-all, shyly smiling at him. This is my cousin Mega, said Bayou. Don't be charmed by her sweet smile. She is a troublemaker. Mega reached out her arm and grabbed Know-it-all's notebook and pen. Know-it-all started laughing. <laughs> What's she doing? I told you she was trouble, said Bayou. Know-it-all reached for his notebook but Mega moved away and shook her head at him. She wasn't finished drawing yet. She hopped to the branch above her and continued drawing in the notebook. After a few minutes, she came down and handed the notebook back to Know-it-all. He flipped through the pages and found a drawing of bananas. Mega grabbed his hand and had him follow her down the tree. Bayou started to follow them, but Mega held up her hand like a stop sign and motioned for him not to follow. Okay, okay, sighed Bayou. Once on the ground, 
Mega led Know-It-All to a banana tree. She raced up the tree and threw down several bananas. Delicious, said Know-It-All as he started his snack. Then Mega came back down and showed Know-It-All how to play tag in the jungle. She got one of the hornbills flying above, her friend Dewey, to play with them. Dewey was it, and he gave Mega and Know-It-All a head start. They raced through the jungle to hide. It wasn't long before Mega instinctively reached up and grabbed a branch and began to swing from tree to tree. Know-It-All desperately wanted to do the same, so he found a low-hanging vine and pushed himself off the ground and through the air. He didn't go very far, but it was great fun, so he did it again. This time, he picked up a new vine and pushed himself. He went from vine to branch to vine again and again, until he realized he had no idea where he was, and Mega was nowhere to be seen. Know-it-all stopped and looked around as he listened to the sound of the vast jungle. Mega? He said, nothing. Mega? He said, again, a bit more anxiously. Still, nothing. Then Know-It-All put his hands to his mouth and shouted as loud as he could. Mega! There was no response but the chirping of the jungle. Know-it-all could feel his pulse quickening. He wanted to find Mega and Bayou again. He looked around for the nearest vine and grabbed it, quickly pushing himself off the ground and sailing through the air. He landed right at the edge of the Sikhanyar River and immediately felt a shiver of alarm travel up his body. Know-it-all wanted to get away from the river as quickly as possible after what Bayou had told him. He didn't want a false Gariel to see him. Before he could move, he heard a rustling sound above him. He slowly looked up to see Dewey. Oh, Dewey, it's you, he said with relief. Dewey looked down at him and cawed and motioned for Know-It-All to follow him. Know-It-All started to follow him when he felt a tugging at his pant leg. He turned to look and saw that his pants were in the mouth of a false gharial. Chapter 4 The false gharial had been waiting at the river's edge ever since it first spotted Know-It-All. He was patient and would have waited for days. Instead, he only had to wait hours. He snatched Know-It-All's pant leg with his long pointed snout and slid back into the river. 
Dewey watched it all from the sky above. The false gharial started down the lazy river. They glided through the river as know-it-all, desperately looked around for an escape. He saw Dewey flying high above, and then he started in on the only thing he knew to do, being a know-it-all. Did you know that hornbills can fly at 18 miles per hour? I'm sure that is faster than you can move. Hornbills are known as flying bananas. I mean, look at that beak. If that isn't a flying banana, I don't know what is. And don't even get me started on all the interesting facts about you, my friend, the false Garyall. I am sure I can scan my brain and come up with many. The false Garyall didn't want to hear any of know-it-all's interesting facts. He already knew all about himself and he was tired of listening to know-it-all, but he didn't dare open his mouth to tell him so for fear that he would lose his grip. Instead, the false Gariel glanced one eye back at know-it-all in annoyance. Meanwhile, Mega and Dewey had met back at the tree with Bayou and his auntie Ratu. Mega was in a panic because Dewey had indicated that know-it-all was being taken down the river by a false Gariel. She picked up know-it-all's notebook and drew a quick picture of the false Gariel with know-it-all hanging from his mouth and showed it to Bayou. Bayou didn't hesitate for a second. He placed Mega in her mother's arms and then he swung into action, motioning for Dewey to follow him. And he moved through the jungle at full speed. He was an orange blur. When he finally reached the river's edge, Dewey circled above and pointed Bayou in the direction that the false Garyal was moving. Did you know that if you try to eat me, you will have to swallow me whole and I will never stop talking. You will be a walking encyclopedia. You see, I know many, many things and I will talk about them all the time. Lots of my friends say that I know it all and that's why my name is Know-It-All. Now, if you think you can stand to have a talking goop in your stomach, then you should just swallow me in one giant gulp. I will immediately begin to talk about Antarctica because I know a lot about it. My friends Wonti and Wainati went there once. They are twins and they got caught at the bottom of an iceberg. Antarctica is the coldest continent on earth and it's also the driest and the highest. I bet you didn't know that, Mr. False Garyall, said Know-It-All. At this point, the false Garyall could hardly stand listening to Know-It-All anymore. Know-It-All looked up into the sky and saw Dewey motioning towards Bayou, who was hiding behind a tree on the river's edge, a tree 
that they were just about to pass. Know-it-all didn't want the false Gariel to notice what was going on, so he carried on. Most people don't know that there is a fire department on Antarctica because fire is a real danger there. No one really understands how dry it is there, but I do because I know it all. At this point, the false Gariel couldn't stand it any longer. He opened his jaws and yelled, Stop! I can't take it anymore! Know it all! At that exact moment that the false Gariel released his grip on know-it-all, Bayou swung out on a vine over the river and grabbed him in a flash. The timing was perfect. Bayou disappeared back into the jungle with know-it-all, and the false Gariel heaved a sigh of relief and then settled into a nap. He was mentally exhausted. Once Know-It-All and Bayou were back in the safety of the jungle tree, Bayou slowed down. Then he looked at Know-It-All and burst out laughing. (laughs) You really are a Know-It-All, aren't you? Know-It-All looked down and blushed. Well, I don't know how to get back to Goop World. He said shyly, I can help you with that, my friend, said Bayou, as he grabbed for some nearby vines. You take this vine, and I will take this one. When I say jump, just jump and fly. But how do you know that will work, said Know-it-all. I know, said Bayou with a wink. Jump. And they both jumped high and swung off the tree. Bayou disappeared deep into the depths of the jungle and know-it-all soared through the air high into the sky, straight up into the clouds and back down to Goop World, where he landed right in front of his favorite library. He immediately looked around for Impatienta to tell her all about his adventure, but she was nowhere to be seen. She was inside the clock at Skyglock Tower in Bern, Switzerland, but that is a tale for another time. If you have a goop idea that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it over. To send your idea through a voice message, visit gooptales.com and on the right side of the screen, you will notice a green button that reads, leave a 90 second voice message for Maria. If you send in a voice message, you're probably gonna get a response from me because I listen to all of them. And if we end up choosing your goop for a story, We might even play your voice message on the podcast. Would you like to hear your voice on the podcast? If you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story and all the photos that go with it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 87. That's episode 87. Now, I would love to see your artwork as well. 
So if you're feeling creative, just draw a picture of know-it-all, your own interpretation, and ask a grown-up a grown-up to tag us in social media so we can see your great artwork. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptails. Now, I just want to take a moment and thank some of you for writing in. I'm going to give a shout out to Kaya, Logan, Brayden, Micah, Jack, Kayemi, Kaden, Ashton, Charlie, May, Kira, Noel, Celeste, Henry, Jameson, Styles, Anna, uh, I, I got to pronounce this right, Alia, Ilya. Okay, you got to forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it's a beautiful name. I just hope I did it right. Thank you for writing in all of you or leaving a message. I love listening to them. I love reading them and we're getting more and more all the time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It keeps me going. And now just a quick little announcement before I go. We are making the Goop Tales available as videos on YouTube. So if you're curious to see the photos that go along with the story and test your reading skills, make sure to search for Goop Tales on YouTube and our channel should pop right up. And lastly, since we haven't released a behind the story episode last week, we're making an extra special one coming up next week. And I am gonna pull back the curtains from this episode and episode 86, which was Monia and the Pyramid of the Moon. So you might wanna go back and listen to it again to refresh your memory and see if you have any questions. If you've already sent in a question, don't worry, I have it and I will answer it. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Send in your email or your voice recording later today or tomorrow and it will get answered in the next Behind the Story coming out on Friday. 